Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our storyteller pits us sweet, innocent vampires against a group of crazed cultists who control the fictional city of Jamestown. This is Ben, and playing Tommaso, the very, very surly Putnesca. This is Nick, and I play Jason, the Banhu Akeem. Hey, it's Josh, and I play Clear Visions, the on-air Toreador. I'm Russell, and I play Gordon, the down-on-his-luck Lasombra. And I'm Mike, and I'll be your storyteller for this session. Why doesn't our Coterie recap what happened last week on Monster Game Night? Well, Clear Visions made a deal with his rival to return Olivia's book and maybe also borrow Jason. Jason found out how to destroy the wor- words. <laughs> You did destroy the words. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Sure did. Jason found out how to destroy the wards to remove the anchor of the cult's vessel. Hey, Claire, you realize your boy Sniff the Exhaust is showing up tomorrow and he's expecting to cross in, right? Are you kidding me? I also have to record an episode of my TV show. Wait, that's tonight? I think. Oh, we better get going, like, right now. To set the scene, we open... In the laboratories beneath the Jamestown University, the floors are a shining white tile, the accoutrements of chemistry and thin blood alchemy and oblivion. The walls are covered in alchemical symbols and names for different types of blood resonances with thin red lines connecting a face to a name. We open with Tommaso kneeling on the floor, cradling Rosetta's head after Olivia's spirit disappeared from her body and found a new vessel sacrificed by Gordon. You have about four hours until dawn. What are you doing? You know, it would be nice if I could get a warning next time to make sure she doesn't bash her head open on the floor. Come on, people. Okay, Tommy, it's not the time for this. Rosetta! And I take my handkerchief and I, like, wave it in front of her face. Are you there? Can you hear me? For the first time in many evenings since Clear Visions has seen Rosetta, her face is not filled with rage and twisted with anger. Her eyes aren't rolling madly. Her face is not sweating. She looks to be sleeping peaceably. I don't think we should bother are, are you sure? I just want to make sure she's okay. I think she's going to be okay if we give her a little time, hopefully. Hey, uh, uh, what do you think about this, Professor? Honestly, offering a new vessel to a specter is something I would never do because, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, then, then they come back and, you know, what are you going to do with when this vessel dies and then you need another one and another one? Are you just going to... Well, well, great, great news for you. Guess what? That's your problem now. This is something you get to study for the first time. So congratulations. Exactly. This is a unique opportunity for you. You should take it as a positive. Olivia, hello. Are you there? Oh, yeah, that lady. Jason steps over towards the body of the young man that Gordon somewhat randomly selected to be Olivia's new vessel. Kneels down. The man has slumped to the floor onto his side. Jason can see that the man's face has gone pale white, is sweating horribly, and is muttering, Mine. 
mine. Yes. His arms and limbs are jerking and twitching wildly. Olivia, get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of his self. I need Jason to give me a roll of intelligence plus occult. How many dice do you have in that pool? Seven. If you think this would be trivial, you're welcome to just go off of three successes. I'm going to roll it. Very well. Six. Hell yeah. Hot dice. Hot <laughs> dice. Good, choice. Good roll. Yeah. We need a hot dice tonight. Harbinger of things to come. Jason realizes that this man is obviously putting up a fight to remain in possession of his body, much as Rosetta did. Rosetta was able to hold out for the better part of an evening. She was pretty strong. She was very forceful. She was very willful. He may or may not be as strong, but it'll probably take a couple hours until he's ready to answer questions. Jason also knows that he can probably help this along a little bit if he simply perhaps subdues the mortal body in some way. Yeah, I believe I have something for this. <laughs> and I'll give him another one of my vials. <laughs> this, this, just relax. Calm down. Yet again, Jason makes use of Ishtar's touch, and we watch as the body of the mortal, the young man, stops twitching and jerking. His face goes still. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because this is an audio format, I feel compelled to reveal that I, at a table of four men, all of them are in their making... early 30s. <laughs> early 30s. Fuck you. It's unfortunately true. <laughs> no, it isn't. We're all 15 because we're all mentally 15 are all jerking themselves off in the air right now. I mean, middle-aged businessmen running this. <laughs> we're four toddlers in a trench coat. Vincent Largeman is an inspiration. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, Jason. Whenever you're done with Ghosts of Mars over there, can we just get this show on the road? Put him in a closet or something. You go back to... For our listeners, that was a deep cut. John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Personal fan favorite. <laughs> I've always meant to watch that. Never heard of it. Oh! This is a travesty! <laughs> you just go back to the set and take care of your business. At this point, Clear Vision's telephone rings. I recall that Clear Vision's ringtone is... Do you remember? I remember, but for our listening audience, why don't you remind us? I'm going to try to do the Clear Vision's voice in one take. Okay. You've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That sounds right. That sounds right. Nailed it. That was a great Clear Vision's voice. I do have mail, and I'll answer. Hi, Mr. Visions. Hey, you. This is Hannah. Perfect, Hannah. That's who I was thinking of. Timmy was really worried because you and you and Rosetta didn't come to the walkthrough tonight. I figured that my stand-in could handle it. You know, we're just getting lighting and we're just making sure that I look good. He looks just like me. But how did it go? Well, your stand-in spent some time with the police and they had a lot of questions for him. I think he did his best. Um, I didn't really ask him anything about that. Okay, Hannah, I'm going to stop you right there. You know when he's not there, you can just use a cardboard cutout of me. Did you do that? I, I haven't gotten any training yet. This is something that you should reflexively know. I'll be there in 15, and I hang up the phone. Be <laughs> beware in 15. I have to go to the set. Wait, what? I, unlike the rest of you delinquents, have a day job. I I, are, are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm supposed to be the executive producer of your show. Yeah. How do I know that you don't have a walkthrough? Tommaso, you want to keep sounds an like eye on him. Sounds like you're pretty bad at your job. I'm going to show you. I'm driving myself, too. I'm going to show you bad at your job. You don't shut the fuck up right now. 
we kind of got problems. Okay. Keep Rosetta safe and I'm out. Bye. Hey, wait, we came together. Hold on. I'm driving. Oh, God. I've done it in a few years. I don't even have a license. Jason, Jason, get in the damn car right now. (laughs) Hey. Hey, Suzanne. You promised me you're going to keep Rosetta safe? (laughs) Tommaso, just take the keys. Here. I'll take care of Rosetta. Perfect. That's all I needed. Listen, and I'm out. Listen, I walk up the stairs. Oh, shit. Listen, cousin, I'll, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow night, okay? Sorry. Listen, you should just know that this new body that Olivia is in, Jason helped subdue him really quickly, and so Olivia might be clumsy for a little bit. So if you need him to, like, walk around or do anything, might be a little swayy. Okay, that's fine. We can, like, get him a walker or something later. We gotta go. So I'm just keeping Rosetta with me? No, we'll take her. It's all right. That's not what Clear Visions... You don't listen to him, though. You don't... Yeah, don't fucking listen to him. That's right. I don't. Gonna sling her over my shoulder and get moving. Very well. Tommy, chop, chop. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) They walk through the Jamestown Chemistry Lab's wide institutional hallways with the classic white vinyl tiles, cinder block walls, bright fluorescent lighting. They pass through heavy steel doors and enter into the parking garage, walking towards Rosetta's luxury black SUV that was until somewhat earlier tonight a very well-maintained and beautiful vehicle and is now missing one passenger side mirror and somewhat scuffed up along the side. Clear Visions is standing next to it, attempting to insert the key into the lock to get into the car. I hate this thing. Uh, Which one of these keys is it? Just hand them over, okay? Kid's right here. He'll take us back. I'll sit in the back with Rosetta. You can sit in the passenger seat with your typical throne like you always do, okay? I'm sitting in the back. You know, it's reserved. Fine, whatever. Thank hey, you, you. you. You can keep fanning Rosetta with that little piece of whatever you got. You're on thin ice, Tommy. Put you on notice. And I'll get, I'll get in the back seat. And then I make direct eye contact with the back of Tommy's head. You can keep staring at me as much as you want. Right now, I'm fine. We got, hopefully, we got Rosetta back. And I place her in the other back seat and then i get into the passenger seat no tommy i can't carry this guy by myself come on kid come on let's go come on you got this jason you're doing really good good carrying oh for the love of god does jason's back hurt a little bit man clear visions back hurts all the time from carrying this coterie so i really i feel for you (laughs) (laughs) somebody got to get slapped irl (laughs) you feel like this all the time (laughs) <laughs> it's a bum leg i got it at the war probably sprained something too i thought you were a conscientious objector that's what they all say wink i don't wink i just say wink <laughs> <laughs> jason arrives to the suv opens the door puts the body of this young man inside who does have a name for the benefit of our <laughs> listeners this young man has a name but the players made it very, very clear to me that their characters would not be interested in this man's name. So while I have named him and written up his life story, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we don't care. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Hello, unnamed NPC number 37. Welcome to the crew. I, I'd, li- I'd like to point out to the listeners, Mike did shed an actual tear right there. <laughs> it was glorious.
Are we really bringing that guy? Yeah, oh, we are leaving him behind. I guess we have to. I mean, we're going to have to bring him back at some point, but it makes sense for Jason here to keep an eye on him as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, just drop us off at my hideout. Oh, right. Yeah, that place. Oh, that's fun. You're having a sleepover. Yes. Make sure you take that sword out of the bathtub first. That's what they call it. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have to be. It's, it's, it's really sexual. It's part of the fun. I feel the sexual energy from here, man. I just, pouring through the lines, straight into my eardrums. That's what they listen for. This is already unhinged, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the kind of energy we Fantastically. need. Fantastically. We got a late start, and so we're all about two or three shots in right now. I'll probably cut that line. <laughs> Just drive. The coterie piles into Rosetta's late model luxury black SUV, richly appointed soft black leather interior, dark tinted windows to block out the noonday sun, meant to ferry the VIP that is Clear Vision's television's favorite medium. You begin by driving to Jason's Haven, which is beneath Ridley's. Ridley's Bar is a disreputable blue-collar establishment that is near Vortex Industries. It's about a 20-minute drive from Jamestown University. You drive through Jamestown's downtown proper, which isn't laid out in a nice square grid. It's meandering and winding roads that are cobblestones in places, obviously built well before the advent of the automobile. You arrive at Ridley's. It is deepest night, and yet Ridley's is still lively and awake. You see, the staff of Vortex Industries works all hours, and there's always people getting off shift and ready to come toss back a few pints. No good. We'll just look like any other patrons. Olivia, you're starting to find your feet. Fantastic. This place still makes my skin crawl, if it could. Here, let's just take it easy for a while. If you wouldn't mind just telling me the story of your past, I'd be interested in hearing it. Jason steps out of Rosetta's SUV with the nameless young man that Olivia is currently inhabiting stretched across his shoulder. Olivia begins to speak. The words are thick and slurred, still as though she's somewhat fighting for control. And she says, My aunt introduced me to witchcraft at a very young age. She taught me magic. I studied under her, and then one day... And then the Crown's witch hunter, William Vetters, discovered us. We cut back to the interior of Rosetta's SUV, completely pitch black in here, the only light provided from the infotainment console lighting up the faces of Gordon, Tommaso, and Clear Visions. You have about four hours until, three and a half hours until dawn at this point. What are you doing? You know... I think it would be best, considering how this night is going, that we just get back to the set and we kind of hunker down. What do you think? I agree. We're to be past our 15-minute expected time of arrival, but it's better to be late than never. Wait, you're, you're telling me you're seriously keeping track? Well, yes, I'm a professional. Right, sure. Is there anything else that you wish to do before the dawn? I think that Clear Visions just meets up with Hannah and just sort of walks around the set just to make sure everything is okay. Give it his final approval before recording the next day. Mr. Visions, I'm so tired. It's, it's almost five in the morning. Well, Hannah, here's good news. You're on night shift now. 
so you better get used to it. I have a 9 a.m. class. I have to pass linear algebra. Um, it, can I have a note at least? I'm going to activate my presence ability of all and look into her eyes and say, Well, Hannah, good news. Algebra or geometry or statistics, whatever you said. Honestly, that class doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is your success and continued future with the Clear Visions television brand. Thank you, Mr. Visions. I understand now. Perfect. I'd be happy to show you around the set. And also... Here's the list of guests that we've screened for tomorrow. Okay, you got the crazies out of there, right? Yeah, they're, Timmy said they were all really, really sane. Perfect. I really need this to go smooth, and in just a couple softball throws would be great. Timmy said, Timmy was really confident about this. He really, he really knows what he's talking about. That's great. I have nothing but faith in the both of you. And then I'll put my arm like around her shoulder, and we'll walk towards the set. Very well. So I think Tommaso hangs back and listens to that whole conversation, shakes his head a little bit. Then he pulls Rosetta's body out of the SUV and he heads for where her usual accommodations are. I assume she has like another trailer, right? So her trailer is spotlessly clean. It is upholstered with bright white hangings and soft leather furniture. You lead her inside and place her, I assume, on the bed within... And I just lean over close and I say, all right, cousin, just hang in there, okay? I'm going to check on you the next time night falls. Just stay with me. I think that's good for me. The sun rises. The lives of the inhabitants of Jamestown continue. Timmy and Hannah scurry about making the last-minute preparations for the Clear Visions TV show. Presumably, the werewolves of Sniffs the Exhaust's pack of bone gnawers draw closer. And then nightfall comes. And our kindred awaken. Make a rouse check. Hunger. I do not get hungrier. I do get hungrier. I am at two hunger. Two. Still at two. We open with Jason back at his cinder block haven beneath Ridley's. His preparations are complete. Why don't you describe how this resolves? I slowly reach into the vat of Vitae and gingerly hoist the blade. Out of the tub as the Vitae just slicks off of it easily and it shines with a brighter gleam and a sharper blade than it ever was before. As Jason is cleaning the blade he's just drawn from the vat, the young man who is still unnamed but is possessed by Olivia has turned to the side on the bunk that Jason gave him and is now seated with his head in his hands, his hair falling down across his face. You see that the body inhabited by Olivia appears to have awakened. I have no idea what to say this guy. I want Olivia to just be in control at the all times now at this point. <laughs> I don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> Olivia's body, Olivia's newly inhabited body looks at Jason and says, it's been a long time since I've seen someone do that. You're familiar. Then you know what this means. Someone's in trouble. Who are you hunting tonight? Anyone that needs to be. And I sheath the sword. Now that's what they're calling it. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get a euphemism there right somewhere. <laughs> keep working keep, at it. Keep trying. <laughs> You'll get it. 
The young man stands up, animated by Olivia, looks at Jason and says, You've given me a body. This body will burn away like the last one, faster perhaps, less animated with the life given by kindred blood. But I am indebted to you. You have given me physical form. What would you have of me? What is it you want? To slay the cult. I want to burn their home. And I want to destroy the vessel, wiping him from this earth and from all memory. I'm glad to hear we're on the same page. And I will take my hands into the the vitae in the tub and kind of cup them and draw out a bit and offer it to her. The young man, animated by Olivia, grasps Jason's hands and says, I am compelled to tell you the truth in this for your service to me. This vitae has been removed from your body for far too long to contain any power over me. Is that a fact? I'll certainly try. The young man's hands stretch forward. He takes the vitae into his palms and cups it to his face. No, that's all right. You want fresh vitae? (laughs) And I will take out a knife, my dagger, and cut my hand and squeeze a few drops of the vitae out over her mouth. His mouth... (laughs) Her him. The young man's mouth opens and he swallows the few drops of Vitae that Jason squeezes in. He makes eye contact and he says, I am yours for the time being. We open our scene on the set of Clear Visions. The taping of the Clear Vision show is done in the auditorium of the Bluegrass Horse Park and Campground. We've seen this setting once before when investigating the disturbance caused by Mr. Ardell Hammond on behalf of the cult. The auditorium is community-funded and a public space. It's perhaps a bit less luxurious than Clear Vision's usual set. The walls are a flat gray with soft blue curtains. The flooring is a coarse blue and gray carpeting. And the stage is a simple portable affair. Lighting is provided by a simple scaffolding overhead, somewhat less bright than it would have been without the cult's interference. Two comfortable, crushed velvet purple chairs have been placed upon the stage. There's a few potted plants and artificial trees scattered about, giving it a comfortable, homey touch. And behind the chairs, there's a simple backdrop gazing out onto a soft woodland scene. The audience is seated upon simple brown folding chairs that are linked together, but the auditorium has sold out. The roads are clogged with spectators and a handful of protesters as well holding up signs that say justice for Annie Oatsen, though Clear Visions has a pretty adept security team that does a good job of removing those signs. Trying to cling on to his plunging humanity, Gordon has chosen to remain in the security booth. The audience has a sense of intense and nervous energy. Something like the Clear Visions show is a real occasion for this place. Coming to you tonight from the Bluegrass Horse Park and Campground Community Center, it's Clear Visions, sponsored by Crafters Crest Distillery. Now, here's your host, TV's favorite medium, Clear Visions. The audience of the Clear Visions TV show is trying very hard to contain their energy. You can see they're so, so excited, but they're trying to conduct themselves with the gravitas appropriate to this setting. So rather than applauding or laughing or yelling, there's just a soft, quiet snapping, 
spreading throughout the crowd. Clear Visions, how do you make your entrance? The stage is empty. And then Teresa flies in, lands on the couch, wings spread, brings them down, and then almost bows her head as Clear Visions walks in from the opposite side, waving gently to the audience. As Clear Visions, as Teresa enters and bows her head, the snapping gets more intense. People go crazy for her. You can see that a small perch has been set up for Teresa, a simple piece of polished and twisted driftwood set to the side for her, but that's not good enough for her. She sits on the couch where she belongs. Hello, welcome to Clear Visions. As you all know, I'm Clear Visions, and it is a pleasure to be with you. Now, we're going to have a few guests tonight to uh, talk about some of the finer things in life, see if they can get some advice, see what's really rattling them bones. So, our first guest, uh... I see a group of protesters sneaking in, so keep an eye out. Hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and I am joined at the table by... Josh, playing Clear Visions. Nick, playing Jason. I'm Russell, playing Gordon. And Ben, playing Tommaso. Tune in next week. We release an episode every Monday. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd also love to hear from you on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Monster Game Night. While you're there, please leave us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it, because word of mouth is the best way for a small, independent podcast like ours to grow. Hope that you can come to our next Monster Game Night.